This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sunday afternoon, thanks for giving me your time as always. Um, had to hang on a little bit just to allow you to take a few deep breaths. You've got some water. How are you? Not great. Very rough. When you initially texted me this morning and said, how would you feel about doing a podcast? It was literally the last thing on earth that I wanted to do. Because um, at that point, every breath was one of them where you're just trying to stay alive. You just get into that next breath. Don't feel as bad now, but I'm still not great. Went to a night do last night after North End. Went on North End, went out in the afternoon in town, and then went to a night do, wedding do, for Andrew Bushel. Um, oh, you're going to say Andrew Woods? No, crikey, no. I think Andrew Woods has got a lot of... Uh, Move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, last week's yeah. insane episode with Danny Big G and uh, Alex. Alex, I think this might be a bit more football focused, but you can never guarantee it. Yeah, and that, and that was uh, that was that was just threatening to go a bit crazy, so I nipped it in the bud. I don't blame you at all. Remote. We had a few comments, didn't we, after last week? That come on, we can we just yeah? And so let we'll try and um, we'll try and do that. All feedback is taken on board, isn't it, George? Yeah, absolutely. We're here to entertain, aren't we, I suppose? We're looking to do the right things and improve. We're a really well-coached podcast, and I think that reflects in our performance. We can't ask any more of the group, can we? No, our attitude and application to this podcast is exceptional. (laughs) Uh, What a ridiculous start. I was in Warehouse last night, Warehouse after the wedding. Were you? Uh, Yes. Did you know that Warehouse is now open until half past three? used to be half past two in my day, but it's now half three. Seems a weird closing time, Matt. Half past the hour. Yeah, the bizarre. No, yeah, it was all right, Warehouse. I tend to leave quite a long time in between drinks in terms of me frequenting the place. But every time I go, I always think it's actually all right. And yeah, I left at half past three when the lights come up. Oh, flashback to your, uh, your teens. 
Yeah, you always have that sort of initial moment where you think, oh, like this is rancid. It'd be good um, if, like, when the lights come on, you, you're just transported to your bed instantly. Instantly, yeah, you just hit yeah. the pillow instantly. But you've got to make your way home ultimately, haven't mm-hmm. you? Did you go by Milano's? No, I didn't. It's just too Obviously, far away. other end of town, yeah. Logistically yeah, so, tough. Um, I didn't eat, actually. I didn't eat in town last night, which isn't like me. I do like to cap the night off with a Milano's or a mixed hut. But um, I just jumped in a black cab. I was in no fit state to do much, really, other than jump in a cab and go home. Mm-hmm. My phone had died as well. Ooh. Idea. Luckily, um, I managed to lend some money. And paid half money, half card with a mate in the other, who was also with me in the taxi. Good work. Yeah. Right, let's talk football. Preston one, Millwall one. Half twelve kickoff. It was a very everything about the game was early kickoff, wasn't it? Wasn't brilliant to watch. I thought we started very well. I thought the first fifteen twenty minutes, you're like, right, scored a really good goal. You know, the first goal against Millwall always feels really important. I looked at their team when it came out, and I just saw. Bloody hell. Loads of experience. Some big lads. Don't go 1-0 down here. So when we scored after three minutes, I was pretty optimistic. And then I don't know what happened, really. I think they started to win the midfield battle, didn't they? And yeah, it just kind of died after that, didn't it, the game? The horrible early kickoffs. I don't like them at all. Because it's hard <laughs> to get any like atmosphere going. It just appears like it's it's morning. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's just dress a time football at 12. Just bizarre. Um, and the weather was quite autumnal. It had that snap in it as well. The pitch had a little... You, you saw a bit in the pitch, didn't you? Yeah, plenty in the pitch. Yeah. It's just it's just going to nip around and do enough early. But yeah, <laughs> North End started really brightly, I thought. Obviously got the goal. I don't know whether North End started brightly or Millwall just didn't start at all. So, like They'll be absolutely fuming conceding that goal. Jordan Story sauntering through like Alan Hansen marauding forward and then you just have a simple layoff to Will Keane who's unselfish as they say in the trade lays it off to Mass who has the easiest of finishes to complete a good goal from our perspective but if you're a Millwall fan watching that like early kickoff live on Sky long you've way you've got to north, put 6am for that yeah. you've just shipped that you'd be absolutely fuming and you could have been forgiven for thinking that this could be a long afternoon uh, and then North End continued to continue to actually play quite well. They moved the ball with purpose, I thought. There was a lovely um, move, wasn't there, from left to right at, at 1-0. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was enjoyable. And obviously, Whiteman in the team helps that enormously because he's actually willing to come to collect the ball off defenders. Whereas in the past, with like McCann and Ledson in there, they seem to constantly be running away from the football when we're in possession. Whereas Whiteman likes to come and collect and spray passes, uh, which is always better to watch. And then we had that that chance through Holmes, who literally all he had to do was slide it either side of the keeper, but he opts to smash it straight down his throat. And then after that, the game just completely died from yeah. North End's perspective. And we didn't create anything at all. Millwall actually looked like a pretty useful outfit, to be honest. Like you said, the midfield, they just completely won after that. Um, and yeah, they scored a good goal, but it, it was pretty awful defending. I didn't think Greg had a good afternoon at, at all. His defending for the goal is um, one that he won't want to watch back, that's for sure. But yeah, it was just a, a attritional 
dour game after they scored. Neither team looked like taking the spoils. And I think at the end, both teams would have been quite happy with a point, really. Obviously, Millwall came into it without Gary Rowett, caretaker boss. You're thinking, Preston home. But you're never going to get it easy against them, are you? I thought it looked like two average teams for a good 70 minutes, really. You know, we were Ipswich, weren't we? And you're thinking they're second. We're actually fourth still. But yeah, just um, quite some way off that level, really. Yeah, there's a gulf. Yeah. Um, and-, and Ipswich, Ipswich, uh, a bizarre one because they will hit goals like they did against us, but they'll score thousands of them. We don't. We did you see? I don't know if you saw the stats that, that came up on Sky beforehand, but we're really low for like any. Like attacking numbers, obviously we've been taking chances, which is the only thing that really matters. But when we we don't create loads, do we? You can never really, we never really build up loads of chances and chances and then score. We just kind of score, which isn't a bad trait, but I don't know how sustainable it's that is. Not, exactly, it's not sustainable really. And the stats people told us that we would revert to the mean, which was always likely. Like we were outperforming our numbers really. And there's only so long you can do that. When you don't create a great deal of chances, it's unlikely you're going to score loads of goals. Simple as that. Yeah. And thus maintain a good position in the league. But we are still in the top four, which is a great start to the season. Occasionally, you just step back. We had a, a week against Leicester and Ipswich, and obviously West Brom, which was just a horrible afternoon. But, you know, those days happen. And we're still in the top four. So um, you've just got to be relatively pleased with that. And I just hope it sort of continues. But off that evidence yesterday, we'll be nowhere near the top six come May. Yeah. If that's what we continue to churn out. Like if Holmes scores and we, we go on and win 2-0 or 2-1, it's, the performance hasn't been that much different to Swansea and Sunderland. So it's just you've just been clinical in the early games, haven't we? I still don't think Ryan really, obviously he didn't have Miller and Brown in the team yesterday after internationals. But I still don't think he knows his best side at the moment. I think Hughes is a big miss. Yeah. Cunningham and Brady, we'll get on to Brady in a bit, but that's pretty limited down the left, isn't it? Better with, better with Story in the team. I think results show that. Incredible, that run, wasn't it? But, uh, yeah, Whiteman's come back and he just, he's tried a lot of different things and he's making several changes per game. So, yeah, just need to kind of get a bit of consistency. Yesterday was a brown game, I felt. Like, needed sort of energy and, like, leadership in the midfield. Like, Ledson was a bit of a bystander for most of the game, really. He struggled to stamp his presence on the contest at all. So, when the team came out, I was a touch disappointed not to see Brown in it, albeit he has been on international duty. But, you know, yeah. he's a fit look at Brown and he's got that engine within him. So, you wouldn't have thought that he was left out. No. Well, he, he said that they'd, they'd gone through the plan like all last week and started this week when he wasn't here, but he's a captain and he's played for Preston for 10 years. So, you know, imagine he could just seamlessly have slotted in. But... I'm sure he'll play on Wednesday night. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? And the question will be, has Whiteman got another game in him? Two games in a week? Because, obviously, he was left out of the team. Previously, we thought due to concerns over his fitness. So, it wouldn't shock me massively to see Brown in for uh, for Whiteman. It might not be the sort of game where Whiteman can get on the ball anyway. But he's still more than useful defensively as well. But you just get the impression that, that it's a Brown game on Wednesday night again. So you'd like to see Brown come in, yeah. What are you making a mass? Because I seen a bit on Twitter after the game about his off-the-ball stuff and all oh, the goals, his only really good thing. I, I quite like him. I, I enjoy him I, watching him. I think he needs to improve. But, I mean, 
the guy's scored three goals already. They've all been really classy finishes. He's he tries things. I like players that try things. They come in for a bit of stick, but you know they're actually trying to impact games. We've never really had anyone like him, have we? No, he's raw. Um, he's a threat, and, he's and he can he get is. better. Of course, yeah. He he's got loads of scope to improve. Like yesterday, there was a moment where he took one down on his chest. And it was a beautiful piece of craft. It was like so gentle. It was mm. a lovely touch. Um, and then he sprayed it out wide and the touch was pouring it and it came to nothing. But like that was a moment where had had we scored, like the goal again. Was that in the second half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ball went over to him, took it like down. A, like a missile. Yeah, yeah. I, I was purring. I was uh, aroused almost by it. But yeah, he's got loads of scores to improve. He'll be a quality player in, in the full yeah. side. No doubt about it. He just needs to keep playing football. He needs uh, to get a bit fitter, doesn't he? You can tell he's been a bit yeah. playing at a slower level. Yeah, the but championship's You'd rather have intent. all the other stuff, wouldn't you? Because you, yeah. can, you can get on a treadmill for a few weeks and what, what, do whatever you need to do to build that up. Yeah. I've got no concerns over him whatsoever. I think he'll be a really good player for us. And we'll start to see the fruits in... In maybe the next couple of years, but yeah, raw and just loads of talent. Really good footballer, lovely feet. It'll be perfectly fine. Chipping with goals from midfield, which is always important. Yeah. So I mean, he made yeah, that. No look, he made it look easy, didn't he? The goal, really. Uh, yeah. Minimum fussed. Uh, oh, Calm, yeah. calculated. Yeah, he's cool. a, he's, a, he's a cool guy. He's mass. He is. He's a cool guy. He's the sort of guy who clearly smells nice as well, like, like off the pitch, and like will dress quite cool. Like hipster-ish. he dresses unbelievably. Yeah, really. Like sort of guy you've ever seen. Like going, for, going for a pint with in like the Black Horse or something. Yeah, or like a independent cafe or bakery. I th- yeah, I bet he loves a pan au chocolat without doubt, and, a, and I bet he drinks an I bet old he drinks milk like latte. Oh, big time. Oat milk's massive to mouse. Massive, I reckon. Yeah, sort of person who drinks IPA and cares deeply about like world issues. Uh, and just an all-round lovely person. And obviously a very good footballer as well. Interesting take. I uh, might ask him a few of those questions next time I speak to him. <laughs> It'd be classic if he was a Foster's drinker. And, <laughs> yeah. and hates everyone else. Yeah. Really. What music do you reckon Mass likes? Mm. Probably like the Strokes. Reckon it's all that sort of Arctic Monkeys job, like the newer yeah. stuff as opposed to the older stuff. A thoughtful, yeah, yeah, maybe or like Deep House. But, yeah, I bet he's prone to a bit of Deep House techno mm. trance. <laughs> Big trance guy. You like you like them characters though, don't you? He's a yeah type of people you want to see do well and go and watch. I hope he gets better and better. I've no doubt he will. No doubt he will. He just keep playing in the championship. Once he yeah. plays in the league for like a good a good year, he'll be uh, he'll be a top player. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Sure of it. Still trying to get Osmaich up to proper speed, aren't we? He's been kind of frustrating, but he's another one you just need to give this lad time. Yeah, he struggled to uh, to make any impact on the game recently, but more or less everybody did. So like, it wasn't yeah. really a game where anyone took it by the scruff of the neck and like you'd you'd come off and say he had a real good game today. No one really. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's tough when you're coming off the off the bench against that back line as well. And that massive guy in defence for Millwall is a good player, good defender. What's his name? Yeah, he's, he's just uh, embodies Millwall, doesn't he? They're actually quite na- yeah. they're much nicer than they were a few years ago. 
signed a few lads from overseas, haven't he? But he's still there kicking and heading things. Yeah, he's effective. Um, and it's hard to come off the bench and try and get him behind that guy. He's a, a big presence and very effective what he does. So, yeah. Nice, got you. It's good to see Ched back. Ched coming off the bench. He got a lovely reception, didn't he? He People did, yeah. Chad Evans. I mean, you think him. of that day when we signed Chad Evans. I mean, Twitter was an absolute disgust. Oh, it was, people, it was anger was off the scale, and now yeah. like he's revered and yeah, I guess he's done his talking on the pitch. It was a mental signing, really, at the time, weren't it? Like, just not the sort of signing that you want your club to be making, really. Not just yeah, because of I don't think anyone was for it, were they? Like coming from Fleetwood in the league below. And just like it was a bizarre signing, but how wrong we were because he's been a great signing and it was good to see him back. Um, and that, that interview that they did with the club that was released on Friday night was it, where basically like he spoke about how like he turned up at training and then went home because he thought he trained, he, he couldn't remember his children's names, like, that's blacking out on really. the pitch, yeah, not and looking up and not being able to see. It got me thinking, I always used to think. Why does why does Evans not win more in the air when it goes up to him? Because he's very good when you get it into his feet, but he never really won flick ons. Probably because he couldn't no. see anything. Because it doesn't seem black. It's mental that he's playing in the championship when really, like, he just wasn't he wasn't able to do so. So it's incredible, really. And obviously it's quite likely that or it was likely that he would have to retire. But um in typical Ched Evans style, he uh, he shunned all that off. Yeah, two years, wasn't it, he said. Two years he's he's had this kind of coming and going. He's a lucky bugger, isn't he? Really. He is a lucky bugger. But also he's um he just cares a lot about playing, which is great. He's obviously had, hard as nails. He's had some time out of his career that's been taken away, uh, and now he's just raring to go again, which is good to see. And obviously he's the sort of player that, in purely footballing terms, you can relate to, and you want to see wearing your uh, your team's crest. We'll come to the. Uh... The moment that really soured the afternoon. I think we messaged each other when we heard it, didn't we? Robbie Brady, not a bad first half, in my opinion. Thought he did some good things, won the ball back, played some nice passes inside and didn't generally do too much. And then second half, he started struggling. He was giving the ball away a few times and you could hear the fans getting on his back. I know he's not playing overly well this year. And then he gets taken off and there's cheers and you just just want to pack your bag up and go home at that point, don't you? It was a horrible moment. It really it, was. It really sucked the life out of me. I was like, I can't yeah, be bothered with. I can't be bothered with the rest of this. Like, what must his teammates think as well? Yeah, because they all get on really well. You just be, maybe it's just the latest scapegoat, isn't he? and obviously everyone loves a scapegoat at the end of the day. But like the first mistake that he made, people are just like jumping on him. Like, let's say Story plays a pass and it doesn't make it to a North End player, he wouldn't get half the abuse Brady gets. It's like people are wanting him to make a mistake, wanting to get on his back. I just don't get the hatred. There's loads of hatred. Why? Why, if you go into a game to support your team, are you cheering one of the players getting taken off? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's pathetic. People just need to grow up. Like, he's obviously not meaning to give the ball away. Obviously not meaning to put in a poor performance, which really, I don't think he was that poor yesterday, really. He didn't have a great time in the second half, but like you said, first half, perfectly fine, I thought. Yeah, it was the right sub to take him off, but yeah, like, you thought, you'd have thought he booted the ball in his own net a couple of times. and Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> nasty, like, nasty stuff. It's vindictive, vindictive. I was sure um, it was a minority, but it was loud and you bloody heard it. Yeah, Everyone heard it. It was just I mean, incredible. 
people need to grow up at the end of the day. Like, how can that cheering a player off have any positive impact whatsoever on on that player? Like, how can Robbie Brady come out now if he gets picked on Wednesday and perform to his optimum? Like, it's just highly unlikely to happen because he's most likely walking out onto this pitch and thinking, if I make one error, my own supporters are going to get on my back. Like, it's just not, not a good environment for for any player to be involved in. Um, and why would you want to limit your own team's chances? Because ultimately, that's what you're doing. Staggering, utterly embarrassing. And like you said, I just felt horrible after that moment. Like, it, yeah, it really, like... found it hard to get into the game. Yeah, found that, it hard yeah. to, like, see enough and on after that. I just thought, these people, like, around me or on the town end or anywhere else cheering, you're a bunch of absolute tosspots and I don't want to be around them. They're just absolute idiots yeah it was no coincidence it was extremely flat from that point on I'm sure I'm sure as players they must have thought god really is this what we've got behind us well we started doing that recently as well because Johnson had it didn't he Daniel Johnson great servant to this club and he got cheered off like, like last season Daniel Johnson's getting cheered off Robbie Brady has been very good at something very difficult at a good level for a long time like get off his back like this guy's obviously quite good at football and if we want Roy Brady to perform well for North End cheering him off is not the way to go about it it's it's embarrassing he needs to grow up I guess he's a victim of probably the system a bit because he's playing at wing back he's got Cunningham next to him who's not going to be bombing on overlapping he's not quick himself so when he's getting the ball on the halfway line and he's got all that space ahead of him not many people to pass to what is he meant to do? You know, even Liam Miller is clearly a good dribbler and quick he didn't have a great game when he came on yesterday. He was, he was trying things, but it's hard to pick the ball up on the wing, have very little options and try and make something happen. Or if, maybe he should just pass it back to Cunningham every time he gets it. I, I don't know. He's another one that tries things and sometimes you're thinking, Robbie, what are you doing? Like, why have you tried that? But yeah, maybe just Lowe needs to take him out of the firing line for a bit or try and find a system that suits him a bit better. Yeah, I agree. It's fair to say that if Keegan Best played and then the fans wouldn't get on his back whatsoever and there'd be no abuse... He never, people would never dream of cheering off Key and Best. The poor opposites, so. aren't they? Yeah. Like. But uh, just because one lad's young, up and coming, and like he's local to the area, it doesn't mean that they should be treated any differently to a lad who's who's played all his career to a particularly high level, played for his country, um, and he's here now towards the twilight days of his career. Like, ultimately, they're both playing for Preston North End. And people would never dream about cheering Key and Best off. Yeah. Mind boggling. It's it's a it's the probably one position you you going into games having no idea who's going to play there. It's a bit of an issue at the minute. Hughes is obviously out as well, so yeah, probably something to look at in January if we can. Yeah, very much. Because Mi- Miller's clearly someone you want in the final third, picking the ball up, not on the halfway line. No. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Southampton will be tough, won't it? On Wednesday they're doing all right. Yeah, it's obviously got a lot of good players. Um, play a, a possession-based football, don't they? As Russell Martin tends to do. So I don't expect us to have the ball a great deal, but well, we've always been better really without the ball in the last couple of years anyway. So that's not not something to worry about, but it's a tough game. But ultimately, it's Deepdale under the lights and, and we tend to be quite good under them. So we yeah. have another home game upcoming, get back to winning ways. Indeed. Sometimes them teams suit us a little bit more, don't they? Might be a night for Brown, who knows. Keane didn't have his best game on Saturday, did he? Kind of. You could tell he was trying to be that tidy focal yeah, point. Link-up, but Link-up wasn't quite there. He sort of took time to offload the ball at times and his touch wasn't quite there either. 
but it's just about getting minutes into him, isn't it? He's um, not yeah. playing for a couple of weeks for injury. I don't think it's one really to um, dwell on remotely, really. So, yeah, we'll okay, we'll be fine. Jack and Ryan Lone, Russell Martin will start another scrap on the sidelines, or not? Fracas. <laughs> I wonder if um, I wonder if they get on. Like, was that a blip or whether there's like a Graham Wesley, Chris Wilder type thing going on there where like he'd do anything to beat him? I wonder if Ryan Lone's going to be calling Russell Martin up. Like on Tuesday night in the in the early hours. I'm ready of the morning, for you. So. I'm ready for you, Russ. Yeah. yeah. We're coming for you, Russ. <laughs> that would be absolutely quality, that wouldn't it? Yeah. That would be superb. <laughs> but yeah. No, oh, that was a mental night, wasn't it, Swansea? It killed all our momentums, as learned observers of those things like to say. Because we were we were having a renaissance that night. Like had we got anything out of that game from such a perilous position and we would have gone on into the playoffs Spid and we'd most likely be yeah, playing yeah. our trade in the Premier League now without a shadow of doubt if that scrap didn't take place yeah but our manager stuck his hands around the neck of Joe Allen and oh it was incredible yeah. I'll never forget I, capturing, I forget the, capturing the second that happened and I just <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious I couldn't believe it I quite enjoyed like, like the reaction to it because Ray Lowe last year obviously had his critics and still does to a certain extent, but like it was almost thought more fondly upon after that moment because he showed <laughs> fight that night. Yeah, literal, Whereas literal really, fight. Really, Northam were on top on top in the game and uh, and that just killed the game. But uh yeah. It'd be great to see another mass brawl on the touchline on Wednesday evening. I think it'd be fantastic. Trekking Russell Martin is a real handy bloke. That sort of person that you wouldn't you wouldn't want to. Uh, He's a big presence, isn't he? But I reckon he'd. Have, I reckon he'd have absolutely no clue what to what to do whatsoever. Not really. No. Quite prim and proper, Russell, isn't he? He's, he takes pride in his appearance. He clearly drinks like IPAs and like quite enjoys the occasional trance anthem. It's a little bit yeah. like mass, but slightly different. He loves a Sunday roast at an expensive yeah. country pub on a Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine him knocking around um, like Chelsea and stuff, couldn't you? Oh yeah, like bumping bump into players he's he's come up against that um, were substantially better than him, but like acting as <laughs> acting like he's the best mate. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. You can imagine him like bumping into John Terry on the street, wouldn't you? Like he's um, chatting away to John, <laughs> you know, being very friendly with John yeah. Terry. <laughs> and, and, like they played at a decent level together. Yeah, right. Six minutes left on this meeting. I've actually clocked that for once. So Southampton at home on the second of October two thousand and seven, an incredible result for. I'm guessing Paul Simpson's surely Paul Simpson's Preston. We smashed them to bits, didn't we? Yes. Uh, five, one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to sound suspicious, but yeah, it was five one to Preston. Wow. Call the hitman Hawley was on the score sheet. If if you are if you're genuinely remembering this, then yeah, that is that is an incredible shout. Holy! Oh, have you searched it? So, well, I haven't just now, but I've got into a habit now of checking results before coming onto this podcast. Ah, right. Nailing these quiz questions because yeah. you know I've, I've I've had my critics, haven't I? People have, have been quite nasty about it, really, calling me clueless on previous games. 
but now I'm just going to nail every question you come with. Mm. Yeah, we battered him five one. I'm stunned that you didn't ask ask the the Lewis Neal question a game. Sorry. Well, that's just Where? a ridiculous shout because that was away from home, and obviously. Well, yeah, but that I'll is the most that. memorable game against the Saints, isn't it? We beat him five one. Five one. Oh, I'll save that for the uh, podcast before Absol- we head to St Mary's. Absolutely box office. Yeah, uh, yeah, that goal. I wish I was there. I'd long to be there that day at St Mary's. North End playing in yellow. I bet it went absolute tits. A late goal from Lewis Neal. But yeah, Adjuman scored a brace as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Well remembered. Sedgwick. Yeah, he made it 4-1. Uh, he made it 3-1. So he went 1-0 up. Billy Jones' own goal, 1-1. And then we've just mullered him in the second half. Darren Carter. Smart. Must have been another <laughs> one of Carter's start? incredible afternoons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of those memorable Carter days. Yeah, he, had he just runs the whole thing. Them. He had many of those days. Yeah. 5-1. I'd be surprised if we don't beat this current incarnation of Southampton 5-1 as well. I think the only question is whether we concede or not. Yeah, you can't imagine many chances coming the way of uh, Adam Armstrong and Co, can you? Definitely not. I I think they'll have a torrid even at it, though. It'd be great if Cunningham had one of those real throwback nights where he's just incredible and you you give him no chance really and he he just yeah pockets this star-studded front line. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, I do think that, yeah. yeah. I just think North End are going to absolutely batter them. I really do. I think. Well, they've had a few, haven't they, this year where they have been battered? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they're on a run of winning games and, and doing well now, but can we put a pause to that? I reckon we can. I think we're going to win by at least five, possibly four. Yeah, you can. You could definitely see that happening. One of these days, you're going to say this and it will actually happen. and... I know. We'll be able, we'll be able to go back I, and screen record it. And yeah, I told, told you so. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I expect it to be quite a, a, a tight, taut, fraught encounter, uh, and it would be remiss of me to say anything other than North End scraping home two-one. I reckon both teams will score, and I think North End will score after about sixty-eight minutes to take the lead, and then it would be a very tense denouement. But we will stutter over the line. Looking forward to it. Enjoy uh, your early part of the week, and then I'm deep there on Wednesday night. I like midweek games because they cut the week up, don't they? You know, oh, they do. Yeah, something to really look forward to during the week, like on a Monday. Let's say you're at work on a Monday, you think, well, you got a couple more days until North End again. Let's hope those idiotic boo boys don't rock up. The doom mongers amongst us. Let's hope they come with a more um, chipper attitude. And actually want to support Preston North End rather than scupper them. Well said. Good note to finish on. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Anything in store? I need to catch up with Big Brother and the soaps. But other than that, absolutely nothing. Not in a fit state to move, really. Hmm. But this has actually chipped me up a bit. Yeah. I don't feel as bad as I did half an hour ago. So cheers for that. That's been a triumph then. See you later. See you soon.
It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.